0: Nothing else did she have in common, for she was as dark as they were fair, as flat-chested as they were fulsome, and owned features as small as theirs were large. The kitchen was a big bare room at the back of the dim central hall, its brown-painted wooden walls contributing their might to the general atmosphere of gloominess. Peel the potatoes before you go out to pick the beans, missy. Said Octavia, as she strapped on the voluminous brown pinny which protected her brown dress from the perils of cooking. While Missy peeled the three potatoes considered sufficient, Octavia shook up the coal smouldering in the firebox of the black iron range which occupied the whole frontage of the kitchen chimney. She then added fresh wood, adjusted the damper to cull more draught, and put a huge iron kettle on to boil. This done, she turned to the pantry to get out the raw materials for next morning's porridge. "'Oh, bother!' she exclaimed, emerging a moment later to display a brown paper bag whose bottom corners bled a flurry of oats that floated to the floor like turgid snowflakes. "'Look at this! Mice!' "'Don't worry, I'll set some traps tonight,' said Missy, without much interest." putting her potatoes into a small pot of water and adding a pinch of salt. "'Traps tonight doesn't get our breakfast on the table, so you'll have to ask your mother if you can run to Uncle Maxwell's to buy more oats.' "'Couldn't we do without for once?' Missy hated oats. "'In winter?' Octavia stared at her as if she had gone mad. "'A good big bowl of porridge is cheap, my girl, and sets you up for the whole day. "'Now hurry, for goodness' sake!' On the hall side of the kitchen door the organ music was deafening. Drusilla was an appallingly bad player who had never been told other than that she was very good, but to play with such consistent ineptitude required remorseless practice, so between four and six every weekday afternoon— Drusilla practised. There was some point to it, as she inflicted her lack of talent on the largely Hurlingford congregation at the Byron Church of England each Sunday. Luckily, no Hurlingford had an ear for music, so all the Hurlingfords thought they were very well served during service. Missy crept into the parlour, not the room where they did their handwork, but the one reserved for important occasions, and where the organ lived. There Drusilla was assaulting bark with all the clangor and thunder of a jousting knight his rival in the lists, seated with her back straight, her eyes closed, her head tilted and her mouth twitching. Mother It was the smallest whisper, a filament of sound in competition against whole hawses however, it was enough. Drusilla opened her eyes and turned her head, more in a spirit of resignation than anger. Well? I'm sorry to interrupt, but we need more oats before Uncle Maxwell shuts. The mice got at the bag. Drusilla sighed. Bring me my purse, then. The purse was fetched and sixpence fished from its flaccid recesses. Bulk oats, mind. All you pay for with a proprietary brand of oats is the fancy box. No, mother, proprietary oats taste much better, and you don't have to boil them all night to cook them either. A faint hope entered Missy's breast. In fact, If you and Aunt Octavia would rather eat proprietary oats, I'll gladly go without to make up the difference in expense. Drusilla was always telling herself and her sister that she lived for the day her timid daughter showed signs of defiance. But this present humble bid for independence only ran up against an authoritarian wall the mother didn't know she had erected. So she said, shocked, "'Go without?' "'Most definitely not. "'Porridge is our winter staple, "'and it's a lot cheaper than coal fires.' "'Then the tone of her voice became friendlier, "'more equal women. "'What's the temperature?'